Cousin Jared, we are back for our last week of baseball shows. I don't know how that makes you feel. No, man. I, I, how is that possible? I where did where did the season go? Yeah. Well, for the Astros down the drain. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about them yeah. later, though. Um, <laughs> do want to give everyone just a heads up and the reminder. If you're looking for playoff baseball picks, projections, etc., Dub Club is the place to be. That sign up link to the show description. I will show everyone the cheat sheet for the Diamondbacks Yankees in case I try to fly by it again because I just kind of forget uh, as we're rolling along, just chit chatting about baseball, living the dream here. Um, you know, so you get to see kind of what you get. You'll get that for a playoff game, and you get the, all that for college ball and NFL, uh, college basketball coming up soon. Uh, so all sorts of goodies uh, there at Dub Club, including access to Discord, where I've given out now uh, four of six pitcher prop winners, now two out of three, both day, both on Thursday and Friday. Uh, so I was like, I didn't give out anything for Saturday or Sunday. Just I was so focused on football. Um, I did not even look. No pitcher prop today either. There's not a lot of markets out, and the only two that were out there were just not enticing to me. But uh, again, if you're on Discord, hit me up. I might have one for you on Monday. Might not. We don't want to force anything that's not there. Um, right now, no A plus play of the day for Monday yet either. Um, no A grade play. So we're not going to force if it's not there. There's only four games in the slate. So if it's not there, it's not there. Maybe it will be with, with more, um, you know, with lines coming up for, for the, the last game we don't have yet. Starting pitchers confirmed and then, uh, who knows how the lines move, but, uh, a special thank you to everyone over on dub club. Who's been with us for baseball season. Uh, it's been a, a fun year and, uh, all of the, uh, income that's generated has allowed me to do this, uh, literally from when I wake up to when I go to bed, uh, this helps <laughs> me pay the bills so that I can focus on this stuff for y'all. And so yeah. uh, thank you for those who are supporting, uh, me in that endeavor. Uh, I was out at lunch with Mrs. Professor, uh, this last week uh, for a rare getaway, little birthday lunch. And, uh, she made the comment. She was like, you're either sleeping or working. And I was like, I hadn't really thought about it that way, but you're, you're right. I'm either at the computer working or I'm watching sports, trying to learn something. Or a lot of times I'm both. That's what I did all day today. But I think the, the point of that is that do you ever feel like it's really work? I mean, it is it, it work. Doesn't, it's, no. it's a lot of time, but does it feel like, you know, oh, it's a grind. I've got to get up and work on sideline. I'm sure you're like, oh, this is exciting. I've got an idea. Let's go. Let's go do it's, this. It is. It is. It's, uh, you know, it's probably like a 100 hour work week for me every week, but it does not, not a minute of it feels like work. I love doing this obviously. So, and that's why I hadn't quite realized it. Cause it doesn't really feel like work but when you stop to think about it. It's like, yeah, like I don't really do a lot other than sleep yeah. and work on this, work on these models and, or watch trying to learn and pick up and be as educated as I could possibly be. I'm trying to find that, that one, two punch of like, I build the models, we do the math, we talk about the price and all the smart things, but also I'm, I'm watching this stuff. I'm aware of it. So I, I kind of hopefully can, can help from that angle too. So again, especially thank you to those people on dub club helping, helping support this uh, endeavor. And hopefully you are pleased with the product. And as always, if you're not, let me know what else I can do to enhance your experience. Uh, Cousin Jared, this is usually the part where I talk about there's a day game and you have allowed us to talk about this, but you didn't allow anything. There were only three games with the line. So this was really not an option for you. So I'm not giving you any credit for this day game. All right. Yeah. Sometimes I have input on the production of the show, but today the options were limited. 
Absolutely. Well, th- this one, you did. You got some input on the later ones. This one was a little bit more forced on you. You did have some options in the last two games in the late games, yeah. but Diamondbacks, Yankees. Uh, Cousin Jared, a weird scenario. I don't know if the people know this, so I just want to share this because I think it's hilarious. The Tropical Storm made Saturday's game an impossibility. And rather than play a doubleheader on Sunday, both teams weren't off on Monday or Thursday. And obviously, Arizona traveling back to New York would have been rough. I don't know where they're going next. They decided one of these teams was off Monday, one was off Thursday. They were like, let's just move the Monday game to Thursday, and then we can both play on Monday. And it's like, that's kind of <laughs> smart, but I, you never see something yeah, like that happening. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're usually so rigid on their scheduling. Mm-hmm. So we do have day baseball. Unfortunately, we have day baseball, but no like dinner baseball. It's very weird. We'll get another game until 940 Eastern after this. But we do have some afternoon baseball, which is always fun. This will be Merrill Kelly and Clark Schmidt. Here's like the too long, don't read version of this. Number one, the Yankees still playing hard clearly as they want to start on Friday night with Luke freaking Weaver pitching. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they've given up, right? And that's kind of your threshold. You don't necessarily need to know. You just need to make sure that they haven't mailed it in. They haven't mailed it in yet or else they wouldn't be winning with Luke Weaver. That's an easy one to mail in, right? Right, right mailed it in the other part merrill kelly as much as we love this guy good grade he is one of the guys that has really extreme home road splits all pitchers do better at home i'm always talking about that but over his career his home era 320 his road era 450 i mean that's quite a part of that is of course the fact that you know as someone in the al west here of the nine backs, some of those games come at course, but it's not just course. He's, he's just kind of always been this type of pitcher for the season 270 at home, 410 on the road. Mm-hmm. Great pitcher at home, love backing home on the road. It's a little bit more rocky. So I think some people might be looking at this game saying, Diamondbacks need a win. Merrill Kelly is a good pitcher. Both of those are true statements. Also, a true statement the Yankees already won a game in the series. Merrill Kelly is not that great on the road. I think the pitching matchup is closer than people realize. Hmm. Still a slight edge Merrill Kelly because I'm not a huge Clark Schmidt fan, but it's close to people realize both these relievers are decent. In fact, the Yankees' top three relievers grade out at a 93, while the Dimebacks' top relievers are 100. If the Yankees have a lead late, you trust their top guys more than Dimebacks. It's been the one strong point of the Yankees all season has been their bullpen offensively the Yankees definitely behind the D-backs but not by a ton we're taking the Yankees here at plus 103 C grade pick we love the plus odds of this mm-hmm. if it gets to plus 10 plus 110 you're talking about a B grade up towards plus 120 B an A grade so we like bigger plus odds but we don't often get a chance to back the Yankees they're usually overpriced and so yeah. the way I look at this is typically if the Yankees are a B or a C grade they're probably worth pulling trigger you very rarely ever see a Yankees A grade pick because yeah. just, there's that tax you got to pay uh, yeah. to back them I don't think this is you know this is the greatest play of all time but for the afternoon I think it's worth people having a little coin on the, on the Yankees as long as you're getting plus odds mm-hmm. at home they could easily win this game because uh, what's your take on it that's basically my take. It's a short slate, and I'm getting plus odds of a team that should win 49% of the time. I, I like that, and I feel like it's the most Yankees thing to do to be eliminated from mm-hmm. the postseason and then just decide that they're going to start winning a whole whole bunch of games in a row to close out the season here because I'm sure that's what every Yankees fan just loves, uh, that the team starts playing well whenever they're eliminated from from the playoffs. So, yeah, I agree. Short, short slate makes this a little more enticing than normally it would be, but I think the uh, odds of them winning this game get plus 103 seems like a good way to make your afternoon a little more interesting. 
Yeah, and I think the key, we always talk about right, the A grades, we just we play them because usually the edge is so large that even if there's something going wrong, we still have an edge. It's still a plus expected value play. The B grades and the C grades are the one we need to look a little bit deeper into. On a short slate, it kind of affords us the opportunity to, to look a little deeper on the magnifying glass and again, maybe uncover something like Miracle. The model doesn't really take that into account because a lot of times when you talk about home road splits, you might be overreacting. He's one of the handful of guys who might be a little bit more extreme. And so there might be even a little bit bigger of an edge than the model thinks. And so as you look in under the microscope with, with this game, to me, the plus 103 model gives it a C grade. It might actually be closer to me. It might be a little bit more value there. So as you look deeper, Yankees, a decent player at plus odds at home. Uh, they might get skunked like they did on Sunday. They might win handily like they did on Friday. Who really knows? Clearly, yeah. again, though, they haven't given up. Uh, they do have a lot of young players. Uh, and Aaron Judge apparently is still having fun hitting home runs, which is good for him. Um, yeah. yeah. He's he's clearly has a, has a knack for that kind of thing. Clearly, clearly he should he should try to keep doing that. And again, here's the cheat sheet. If you're with us on Dub Club, you've already seen this. But if not, you can pause the video, zoom in, check out all the great information you get over there on Dub Club. Weather information, all the summary about the teams, the pitchers, the prices needed for run lines, reverse run lines, first five, B grades, A grades, all sorts of goodies over there on Dub Club. And of course, interesting note, it will be a chilly afternoon in New York. Uh, as you can see, they're on screen. Breeze kind of maybe blowing in, maybe across. Right now, not a total play. Model projects 7.7. And the books know this as well. The books have priced it at 7.5. But we are expecting a little bit of a chilly, low-scoring game. I think the books are kind of in sync with where this one should be for now. Uh, but again, always check that weather update. Uh, also, chance of rain. So, I mean, there's, there's there's just a lot happening with this game from a total perspective. Maybe this becomes more of a late afternoon game. Uh, maybe the wind shifts a little bit, and all of a sudden... If it's across, it doesn't affect things as much. Or if it's in, now all of a sudden we would go under seven and a half. So just a lot happening with that morning update on the weather is always a must check for all of our people on Dub Club. Which takes us to 940 Eastern, one of the three late games, Rangers at the Angels. Uh, Rangers, uh, you know, Astros and Mariners were all in a tight race. And this weekend the Rangers were like, LFG, baby. And mm -hmm. took care of business, mm -hmm. uh, winning every which way possible. It seems like now they get to play the Angels. So quite a reward for them before they finish the season off with those aforementioned Mariners. This is a game that the Rangers should be big favorites in. They are big favorites in. Uh, we're not going to talk about the side and where there might or might not be value there in any sort of money line or run line pick. Uh, and, of course, who knows what the first side market will bring when we look at that in the morning. What we are here to talk about is the total. Model projects 8.4 runs. It's going to be a chilly night in Anaheim, mid-60s. Slight breeze out, which is accounted for in the park factor because there typically is a consistently slight breeze out in Anaheim. As opposed to a lot of stadiums uh, where the wind changes directions, you just get the consistent breeze in the California stadiums, it seems like. Um, so a park that can play hitter-friendly at times in the summer when it gets hot, um, probably could play a little bit more pitcher-friendly than usual. Uh, and that's what's part of what's driving this. And the other thing part, driving this total projection down uh, John Gray and Patrick Sandoval are very serviceable starting pitchers. Uh, both Sa of them have ERA. Sandoval, Sandoval may be the most consistent Angels starter all season. Probably, because as good as Otani was at certain starts, he having the injury issues went on. He was definitely up and down, absolutely. Yeah. Um, both these guys have ERAs around 420. Both of them have FIP and XFIPs kind of in the same ballpark, maybe a tad higher. 
both very solid pitchers. Rangers offense is good. Angels offense, not at not this point. Good. That's going to help. Yeah, it's going to help bring the runs up. Angels relievers, a little bit of a concern. You're, we're really hoping that Sandoval can eat up six, seven, heck, maybe even eight innings and get us to this under nine. It's close to even money, uh, which is pretty good value on this one. B grade pick. And obviously love that push protection on nine, especially when the model says 8.4. Cousin Jared, uh, you had some options in this game of which B grade you wanted. You chose this one. And I'm curious to know why. Well, the first thing is, is like you mentioned, it's close to even odds there. So definitely like that aspect of it being able to go under a key number like nine, where there's lots of ways that you can push at that number. Um, the other thing I would say is uh, you mentioned the Rangers took care of business this weekend and they, and they did definitely good for them. I still get the feeling that nobody actually wants to win this division mm. though. And mm. my guess is, is the Rangers find some way to make this difficult on themselves. And the way that they will make this difficult on themselves by having a close game with the Angels will not include there being lots of runs in this game. Mm -hmm. Because with that Angels offense of a 78, I just have a very hard time seeing mm -hmm. this game getting to be very high scoring. Like I said, I think it's probably going to be a, a, a close game, maybe something like five to three. Uh, but the alternative is that the Rangers win this game like eight to nothing. Uh, and so either way, I like going under near even odds at a number as key as, as nine. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's a solid B grade pick, in my opinion, as well. And I think the the kind of summary psychological angle, which we talk about, we you know, we know it exists. It's hard to quantify. So mm -hmm. we don't try to talk about it too much or make too big of a deal about it. We try to stick to the things we can quantify. But there is that if you think about it, coming off of a series like that if you are going to have a little bit of a letdown spot, it's going to affect the hitters, not the pitch. And that doesn't mean the range, like you said, the Rangers might win eight, nothing. And if they do, we're still good. Right. We just got to hope that in that scenario, the Rangers don't win nine to one. Right. Um, but even if the Rangers blow them out, we got a chance because this angels offense is terrible. But if, it, if there is a psychological effect from coming off of a big series, win like that, it's going to affect the guys playing every day. It's not going to affect John Gray because he wasn't part of that. He wasn't expending any energy in that. He wasn't, part of that emotional up and down. And I say this as someone who played myself, even playing in the old man league right now, we played an extra inning game a couple months ago. And as the pitcher who got out of that with the free runner on second, not scoring, my adrenaline was through the roof and that game meant nothing to anybody. Right. right, right, right. When you're, when you're in it, you just, you get all those ups and downs. John Gray wasn't in it. He didn't get any of those ups and downs. Right. So that can affect him. Yeah. The relievers, you know, you tend to, yeah, I feel like the relievers, you only pitch so often. It's 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 a lot easier to get it up and get going, right? Yeah. If you're the reliever. So if it's gonna affect you by it's the hitters. So that's just an added asterisk bonus, maybe we get if the Rangers bats are a little bit coming off of a, a of a big series, a little bit of a letdown yeah. spot. Either way, like you said, the fact part of it is the Angels offense stinks. It's yes. probably hard to score a bunch of runs. Good yeah. starting pitcher, decent start, solid starting pitcher, and a yeah. chilly night. Not to say you can't hit home runs, but it's not like the ball's gonna absolutely fly, which helps us out. So under right. nine, B grade pick in Anaheim, which takes us to, because uh, Jared, Astros and Mariners, uh, man, mm. both of these teams here recently just feel like a, you know, hot potato, keep mm -hmm. away, hold my beer type mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. um, with how bad they're playing. The Astros had it in front of them and all the experts were, talking about how they were likely to win the playoffs because they had the weaker schedule um, and that weaker schedule just kicked their tail. And yep. I, I think it's frustrating, obviously as an Astros fan, it, the, the tough part is the timing of it because this is the sort of crap that happens in baseball. And this is why we always talk about being price sensitive, taking dogs when the price is right, because weird things happen in baseball and bad teams win a bunch of games 
that they shouldn't across the season. It's just magnified here of late for the Astros. Right. You look at it and you say the Astros can't win this game if they couldn't beat the anybody that was, you know, all those bad teams or whatever, but the Mariners haven't really inspired a lot of confidence either. Someone has to win this game. Probably they have a roof. So, I mean, unless something really crazy happens, God forbid this game will happen and there yeah. will be a winner and a loser. There are no ties here. Uh, you, you know, yeah. so, uh, someone will win. The Astros have the edge on offense. The Mariners have the edge at reliever and home field model just says, this is a coin toss game. Justin Verlander and Luis Castillo, uh, Castillo, not as good as that 306 ERA, still very good. Verlander, probably not quite as good as that 344 ERA, still uh, very good. Verlander, of course, it's interesting here with the same grade as Castillo. You can definitely tell where he's getting a little bit of a boost here, which is from his previous year's production and the fact that he's typically been a guy that, as much as Castillo could eat innings, Verlander has just been so good at doing that over his career. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. Model says... I don't know what's going to happen in this game. That makes the Astros a smart pick at plus 114 just because who the heck knows? Uh, both teams can't lose, so take the plus 114, right? Yeah, that's that's a big part of it. Uh, and again, I'll go back to what I said against the Rangers. I don't feel like anybody wants to win this division. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, yeah, I'll take anybody at plus odds. The other thing I would say, and I, I again, I know I like to come on here and talk about facts a lot, but going on the psychological side, this is literally why you brought back Justin Verlander. Like you brought back Justin Verlander for games like this. And yeah. I know for a while there, he kind of had a, uh, you know, kind of had a rap for not being the best in the postseason with the, with the Astros. He wasn't, you know, wouldn't always have his best games. I can name like on one hand, the number of times that he got zero run support or anything like that. When there's been big games that he started for the Astros, if he hasn't done well, it's usually, he's usually done well. He may have not gotten the outcome he wanted because the bats were letting him down or some other things have happened, the bullpen or whatever else. So anyway, this is the reason that you brought back Verlander. Verlander, while his uh, performance has been not as great this year, I'm still going to trust him in a big spot like this. And so that's another reason why the Astros at plus odds are appealing to me. Uh, If you go back and look at his last couple of starts, uh, he he struggled against Oakland in a game that I'm not going to say that he wasn't focused for because we don't know what's going on there, but Hmm. it's very understandable there that, at this point in his career and his life, think about the number of big games Verlander's pitched in, and that could have easily just flown under the radar for him. Uh, but you go back to three starts ago against the Rangers, a series that at the time everyone was saying was so key for the division, had to win, and he really stepped up seven innings against a pretty good Rangers offense, four hits, only one earned run, one walk, six Ks. And like you said, that's why you have Justin Verlander. Unfortunately, he's at the age where maybe he can't do that every start, but he does. I mean, he's going to be... Um, you know, all the, all the weight on his shoulders. Of course, Castillo the same way. Castillo's been a good pitcher too, not to take anything away from him. It's just more so that I think that, that both of these pitchers are here um, with all the pressure. They're good pitchers. They can do it, um, which makes us the plus 114, the value, right? right which right. is all the value. I would not be playing the Ashes at minus 114, uh, but at plus 114, we have no idea. Um, if you talk about the most AL West thing to happen this year, I think, I think it would be the uh, Astros sweeping this series and then getting swept by the Diamondbacks while the Mariners then sweep the Rangers at the end of the season, just to really throw all 
the chaos and mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be the thing that's true uh, that would be the most als thing so uh obviously that's that's a silly thing to predict i'm not saying that will happen but just making the joke um but again plus 114 b grade value if it gets to plus 118 it's agrid so it's almost there again mainly on the strength of it's not like the ashes have played well but it's not like the mariners have played well either and all these right. all edges each team has really since the offset uh each other here and making a very coin toss game. We always talk about coin toss games. If you can get plus 120 coin toss, it's a great bet. We're not quite there. So that's why it's a B grade, not an A grade, but still worth an investment. Uh, Cousin Jarrett, that's our show for the day. Do you have any parting words for the viewer? Stick around for this last week. Like we said, uh, baseball content exclusively at Dub Club once we go to the postseason. So enjoy this last week uh, of YouTube shows for baseball. And then make sure you subscribe to Dub Club to get everything started for the playoffs. Yep. And then we'll continue to do football yep. um, multiple days a week. And then uh, college basketball will be here before you know it. We know Jake's excited for that. Jake's excited for that, yes. Yeah, that's all we could, that's all we could say about it, really. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, everyone, for watching. And that'll do it for us.